I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this episode of Next Move Group's We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group, and I'm pleased to have Brad Hall here with us today with Appalachian Power, which is a subsidiary of AEP. So, Brad, thank you for being with us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, great to be here, Chad. Thanks for inviting us to participate in the program today. You know, we we find a lot of importance in economic development, and so you'll see AEP involved in a lot of different things. Um, but myself, I'm Vice President of External Affairs for Appalachian Power Company, and I'm based in Roanoke, Virginia, but we we have service territory in West Virginia, Virginia, and uh, Kingsport, Tennessee. And so we have uh, you know a robust uh, economic development team that, that works that entire service area. And uh, we've got a lot of programming and things that we do and to try to help be a catalyst and a stimulant for growth and investment uh, throughout our territory. And uh, we do a pretty good job of it. Uh, and so we're kind of proud of that. And uh, we work really hard to be a, you know, a resource for our communities. Well, and you know, our, you know, our passion is really helping small to mid-sized companies and communities. And, and so you guys are kind of on the cutting edge of broadband rural access and trying to get uh, broadband to all your areas. So talk a little bit about what you all are doing with that. We are. It's an interesting concept. You know, we, we had this, this thought process that we could probably build a middle mile fiber faster and cheaper than anyone else. And you look at me and say, well, how is that? Well, because when you go to deploy fiber, you got to talk about pole attachments. And when you talk about pole attachments, you talk about make-ready work, engineering, uh, relocating lines on a pole. You may have to replace poles. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that go into that. And it gets pretty cumbersome pretty fast. Uh, we could deploy fiber in the power zone, which means we don't have to do all of that extra work. Um, but it would have to be our folks or our certified contractors to deploy that fiber. And so we thought if there was a way for us to deploy excess capacity, lease that capacity to ISPs, because we don't want to be a service provider, then we could help solve the challenge of rural access to broadband in territories because we serve some of the most you know, challenged areas in the United States. Um, and that's in central Appalachia. So if we could eliminate the cost of deploying middle mile fiber for the internet service providers, maybe that helps them go deploy that service in areas where they wouldn't have before because it doesn't make economic sense for them to invest right. because there's not enough population there. But it, without that access, we can't bring industry. Right. 
Talk about the labor force there. I mean, we all have, have heard all the stories, and as the political season heats up, we'll be hearing about coal miners again and the war on coal. But obviously, you got a lot of hardworking folks there who uh, some have been laid off. A lot of them have repositioned themselves to get back in the workforce. But but in many parts of the country, it's really hard to find workers. But you've got folks that are hardworking that want to work. So talk a little bit about that, if you will. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for bringing that up because we're pretty proud of, of some work that we're doing around workforce. And that is exactly what you said. You know, we've got, we're in the heart of coal and steel country. When you look at the territory we serve at Appalachian Power Company, and that includes most of West Virginia and Western Virginia. And so you got a lot of coal workers, steel workers, and you think about the folks in that industry and the talent and the skills that they have and, and the, the loyalty that our workforce brings that you can't really put pen to paper. But when you look at, you know, your rates of retention for employees and they're through the roof because you're retaining all these employees because they're loyal. And when you put all that together, we think we've got a unique mix to solve the workforce challenge because we know that challenge is, is all across industries. And uh, we're, we're sitting on a hotbed of welders, advanced manufacturers, because when you think about coal and steel, that's what they are. And so we've hired a, a group to come in and help us really evaluate that workforce and then look at their skill sets for each of the positions in the coal industry or in the steel industry and then say what are those skill sets and how do they transition to other industries mm-hmm. well the number one skill set that comes out of that research is metal man- um, trim metal manufacturing or um, we have eight times the national average wow. of metal fabricators because of this mm. and and that's pretty phenomenal i don't think there's anywhere else in the u.s that you could find that level of of Eight times the national average. I think three times was the other number that was closest to us. Right. And I know there's been recent announcements up there. So, I mean, people are paying attention and you all have built momentum. If you might talk about a couple of the recent announcements. Yeah. So prior to my current role at Appalachian Power, I was over at Kentucky Power, uh, which is also a subsidiary of American Electric Power. And, And we were pretty successful in doing exactly what we just talked about with this workforce. And we just located the the first greenfield aluminum rolling mill in the u.s and uh, they will tell you the number one reason that they located was because of this workforce study because we could prove that we have the skill sets that they need to be successful and and i can't interview somebody from a power company that has really low rates like you do without highlighting that so you got (laughs) labor and you got good rates so you might talk a little bit about that Uh, well you know we do we we have uh, pretty good rates when when you compare us to the rest of the u.s uh, you know our rates are, are very competitive um, we find ourselves, I think we're 13th in industrial rates in West Virginia, and we're somewhere around, I think, 11 or 12 in Virginia. And, and believe it or not, we actually have cheaper rates than TVA in Tennessee uh, in Kingsport area. So we do have competitive rates, and we do have things like economic development riders and special contracts that we can you know, specifically work with unique uh, prospects that have high power usage to help them uh, realize the reason they want to locate in our territory. Right, right. And I always like to ask people how they got into economic development. I find very few people, you know, when they're in school, just wake up one day and go, I want to be an economic developer. So what was your story? How did you end up doing this? <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so believe it or not, my background is accounting and computer science. And how that gets you to economic development, I'm not really sure. Um, but I've spent my entire career in utilities. Uh, I, I was uh, in the water industry, sewer industry, phone and data, and now power. And so when you think about 
site location, what are you talking about? You're talking about all those different utilities. And so I got involved in the Chamber of Commerce and then regional economic development organizations. And those skill sets were always pretty beneficial because, you know, you got to know your dirt. And if you don't know your capacities and your utilities and know how to get those there and have those on site, you're not going to win projects. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of was a natural progression and it really piqued my interest. And so I ended up going to work for a a chamber of commerce that we then turned into an economic development and a regional economic development authority. And uh, you just start loving it. And then the next thing you know, you end up in a power company building an economic development program. <laughs> well, I, I know AEP keeps your own buildings and sites database. So some of the people listening to this podcast will be manufacturers. So if someone wants to look for a property in your area, how would they go about doing it? So we've got uh, some really great resources. Uh, you know, we being part of American Electric Power, we're part of a vast network. We, you know, we provide service in 11 states. Uh, we've got 50 featured sites on our website right now. And those have either been certified or thoroughly reviewed by an engineering company. And, and so we have 15 certified sites that were certified by McCallum Sweeney. I know they're not around any longer, but uh, we did go through that process with them, and we do have those sites. But if you want to find those, you go to www.aeped.com, and uh, you can select the state that you're looking in. You can see all of our sites. We've got uh, a great map resource. We've got a GIS team that, that builds map around maps around our sites and shows, you know, where the infrastructure is and all that labor shed. We we put all that information out there. Uh, we try to be a resource for our communities so that you know we can help bring prospects to them because right. we have a prospecting team as well. Uh, so we we really provide a lot of resources for our communities. All right. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being with us today. Sure thing. Thanks. Thanks. Jeff. A special thank you to Younger Associates for recording, editing, and publishing this podcast for us. I encourage you to visit their website at younger-associates.com.